Welcome to Ghostly. Rebecca, how have you been? I've been good, Pat. It's been a it's been a crazy couple of weeks. How have you been? I've been really good. Um, it's shocking how well Ghostly is doing. Again, I would like to thank all of you. Some people have mentioned that we are hard to find, though. Mm. I don't know if you saw those emails. Yes. Uh, let me break it down for everyone. The podcast is called Ghostly. That's what we want everything to be known as. But on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, we are known as Ghostly Podcast. Yep. Uh, do you want to tell them our website? Yeah, our website is ghostlypodcast.com. On the website, you can sign up for our email list. You can see all of our show notes, including any pictures, links to any of our sources, yes. all that good stuff. And the most important thing, you can take our polls. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're hashtag team skeptic or hashtag team believer or hashtag you figure it out when it you listen depends. to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. We want to hear what you have to say. That really shapes our episodes going forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, again, more fun to be interactive. Yes. So please subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, we need subscribers on YouTube. I don't know how many times I have to say this. We need you. We need you. <laughs> we would love it if you would subscribe on YouTube. That yes. would be great. And like and follow us on all social media as we will be expanding everything. We're even talking about doing the polls on Facebook. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the website is great, but I, I think we have a lot more people going to our Facebook page. So I think that that would be a better place to put our polls going forward. That could be. And I don't want them in two spots because then we have to do math. And I'm not <laughs> good with math. I don't know about you, Rebecca. I could do the math, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather have it in one spot. <laughs> well, one other thing I wanted to mention is, yes, we have all of the social media, everything out there. But we also have a P.O. box. Yes, we do. Yeah, it's on our contact page on our website. So if you've got any cool, I don't know, fan art or newspaper article or something that you want to mail us, I like mail. Yeah, I'm old-fashioned. Old and so, going back to um, the social media thing, we want to have a discussion too about each episode on Facebook after you listen, of course. So we would like to start something like that. We'd like to take advantage of every area that we're in. <laughs> Absolutely. We want to hear what you think. So in I'm whatever going, way you want to tell us. I'm going to drop a little spoiler here. <gasps> now? Yeah. Oh, my god. Are gosh. you ready for it? Yeah. So one more thing. We just found out that Ghostly was accepted into the Elgin Fringe Festival. This Yay! will be our first live podcast recording, and it'll be in September in preparation for the Halloween season. Although we celebrate Halloween year-round. Oh, absolutely. But <laughs> no, it's going to be a great kickoff to that. Yeah. Amazing season. I, I yeah, it's going to be really fun. Yes. And one thing I, one thing else I'd like to talk about before we get this show started. Okay. Is we had a weird event happen to us oh, over yeah. the last month. That was yeah. So, yeah, so Rebecca dropped me off at the train station uh, so that I can go to work because we had rehearsal for a sketch show that we were in right when I got off work. Yeah, so we wanted to just Carpool car. that, yeah, yeah make, make that work out. But anyways, as I was leaving the parking lot, there was a white shirt on the ground. Like someone had just been like, nope, don't want this shirt anymore and just dropped it on the ground. Perfectly white, clean yeah, on the ground. And then when I was coming um, back from work, when I went to, I, I take a bus and a train so when I was about to board the bus, I looked down and there was a white garment of some type. I don't know if it was a dress. I thought it was a dress, but I think that was because I thought Rebecca said that she saw a dress. So my skeptic side is like, no, 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 let's audit that a little bit. <laughs> well, just in one day, we both saw white clothing on the ground, which I think- 30 just, miles away from each exactly. other. Exactly. And I think with all of our lady in white sightings, which we have another one coming up in this episode. What? I know. Oh, I don't know if we could do lady in white anymore. Oh, no, no. There's always, there's <laughs> always another lady in white. All right. Well, let's take a look at the polls for this last week. I don't want to do that. 
Yeah, I think it's time. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> All right, guys. So <sighs> the polls was, does the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe haunt his grave? What did they say? Well, 37.5% said, yes, his tragic sudden death probably led to a restless spirit. Wow. But 62.5% said, no, he does not haunt his grave. Wow. So believers, really, I... Hashtag team skeptic. Yeah. We're, we're kicking butt and taking names. <laughs> All right, well, and I think... one of the names is not Edgar Allan Poe. Well, I'm just going to say. I, this episode, I'm very confident in this episode. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a good one. This is actually a really tragic story that if there was going to be ghosts, this is one of the areas I could see that there could be some. Ooh, maybe you're going to believe me this time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert again. <laughs> so as we do in every episode, we're going to take a deep dive into the history of this story. This episode is all about the Peshtigo fire. Now we're we're having a little bit of a debate here. We've heard Peshtigo, we've heard Peshtigo, Peshtigo, Peshtidago. Sorry for all you Wisconsin people, yeah, but no. you're probably Green Bay Packer fans, so I gotta <laughs> I gotta say I'm not that sorry. Well, I <laughs> know honestly, I watch several YouTube videos trying to you know lock it down, local videos, different kinds. YouTube, where Ghostly is, too, right? Of course. Ghostly uh, Podcast on YouTube. But there honestly were several different pronunciations. So is, yeah. I'm going to go with Peshtigo. Peshtigo seems to be the most common. might come out. I, I don't yes, know. I can't absolutely. guarantee. So Peshtigo is a city in Marinette County, Wisconsin. The population was 3,502 at the 2010 census. Back when this story took place, it was closer to 1,800 people. Okay. So they've grown a little bit over the years. Uh, it took its name from the nearby river, which may or may not be translated as the River of the Wild Goose. I like that name, though, the River of the Wild Goose. Yeah. But they're not exactly sure how it got its name, and they're not exactly sure what the translation is. Interesting. Yeah, it could be a couple of different things, but that's the one that seems the most common. So that's what I'm going to go with. Besides the fire, their main claim to fame is the Caroline Duffy from the TV show Caroline in the City is from Peshtigo. And the town was mentioned many times on the show. I loved that show. I, yeah. I, I definitely watched that show. I have no memory of this town being on that show. <laughs> yeah, it just probably escaped you because you're like, oh, Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Blah, blah. No, I'm just kidding. We're, <laughs> we're from Chicago, so we, we always pick on Wisconsin, as they do us. Yes, it's, it's a brotherly love kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So the fire we're going to talk about happened on a Sunday on October 8th, 1871. It's the same exact day as the Great Chicago Fire. And I'm not going to do a time perspective as the last few episodes are in the basic same time period. Although the fire happened after the death of Edgar Allan Poe, for those that are keeping up with us. <laughs> well, it's so Interesting that it happened on the exact same day as the Chicago fire. Well, there is some, there there might be a reason behind that. We're going to talk about that later on yeah. in the episode. Well, much oh, yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. No, but I just, it's like, there's a reason we've never heard of it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. The, uh, the great Chicago fire, because it's great, it took the headlines and right. it knocked out a large portion of of downtown Chicago, so mm -hmm. which was already a pretty decent-sized city at that time. Right. So even though, I, well, anyways, you'll be talking about the details, but it's just interesting that we've never heard of it ev just because it got overshadowed. Yeah. Well, this fire spread to a lot of different areas, though. It spread to Door Peninsula and to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which to me, it was like it went from Wisconsin to Michigan. It's really not that far if you look at a map. Uh, you'd see that Peshtigo is right across from, from Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But I also, I don't know if it's, I've heard different reports, like if it spread or just, again, multiple fires happened. Yeah. You know, very it interesting. Be. It could be. Yeah. So the cause of this fire has, has a couple of different theories, uh, which we're going to discuss a little bit later. But most people believe it was caused by a controlled burn that wasn't so much controlled at that time. A controlled burn, for those people that don't know, is a common way to clear forested land for farming and railroad construction back in those days. And we still do it now, 
but a lot of times the fire department will set controlled burns to clean up an area instead of spending hours landscaping it. Well, also, it actually helps prevent fires down the road, clearing out that brush and everything. But it's, again, controlled back then. Mm. It does. And actually, it can can help uh, fertilize the land, too, I believe. Yeah. So any farmers that are listening to this, if you could just let us know if that's true or not. Mm -hmm. So there had been a horrible drought in 1871 that affected much of the Midwest. On October 8th, there was a cold front coming in from the West. This brought strong winds that carried this controlled fire into areas that they weren't really expecting. And because of the drought, the fire raged pretty, pretty fast. Since the winds were so strong, it carried embers of the fire across the Peshtico River and burned both sides of the town. It became what they call a firestorm. Now, I had heard of a movie in the 80s called Firestorm, but I know nothing about it. So I'm not going to get into that because we're not going to have another My Girl situation. Well, and I have no memory of this movie, so we're Yeah, but I did some research into what a firestorm is. And a firestorm is when a fire attains such intensity that it creates its own wind system. Wow. Flames were at least 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, and the winds were at least 110 miles per hour. Wow, that's like a... Like a hurricane or something. It is. It's, wow. Maybe it's like not a tornado. Quite. Oh, I guess more like a tornado. Yeah. Yeah. Survivors reported seeing a fire whirl, which speaking of tornadoes, there this is go. a fire tornado. Oh my god! So picture a tornado made of fire. Wow. The winds were strong enough to throw rail cars and houses into the air. Oh my gosh. Right? I mean, that that's pretty strong. Yeah. So when you're in a fire next to a river... What would be your first thought? To go in the river. Yeah, to jump in the water. And the people that did survive, most of them were in the river. We'll talk about some that weren't in the river, but um, most of the people that survived were in the river, but this caused other problems as the river quickly filled up with people. Some drowned while others suffered hypothermia, being November in northern Midwest. Yeah, well, and uh, also the, you know, the water, the water was cold, so you said the hypothermia. Yeah. But also, there was so much smoke yes. from the fire they and flames, they actually would have to duck their heads under the water to avoid flames Yeah, and the, the, the smoke and just, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. There was also a bolt, a boat, not a bolt, a boat that uh, got wrecked during this. It was called the the George L. Newman. Mm. Newman. <laughs> it was wrecked offshore, but the crew was rescued, though, Okay, from this boat. So one interesting story, which I am sure Rebecca is going to talk a little bit more about, because she always does, <laughs> was in a town named, named Robbinsville, Robinsonville. Now it's named Champion, which is much easier to say than Robinsonville. Yes. <laughs> Which that's in Door Peninsula. Sister Which is still Ad- Wisconsin, right? Just it's still Wisconsin, okay. yes. Like, yes. Okay. So Sister Adele Bryce and other nuns, as well as farmers and families, fled to a local chapel for some protection. They prayed to the Virgin Mary to save them. The chapel was completely surrounded by flames, but somehow it survived the fires. The people it saved considered it a miracle. Yep, it's a crazy story, and we're definitely going to hear, uh, I'm definitely going to talk a little bit more about it when okay. we get to All right. later sections. Well, when the fire ended, it had burned over 1,875 square miles, which is an area 50% larger than Rhode Island, than a whole state. Yeah. There are estimates that say that somewhere between 1,200 and 2,500 people perished in the fire. There were so few remaining citizens that there, there weren't enough people to identify the bodies of the people that had died. So 350 bodies were left unidentified and buried in a mass grave. Wow. Now, are, how many people died in the Chicago fire? I don't have that it's information. It's like 600 or something. It is a lot less. Yeah, it's like yeah. nowhere near that. No, I, no, yeah. no. 
Um, this makes the Peshtigo fire one of the most destructive and deadliest fires of all history. Yeah, sounds like it. And the U.S. and British military studied the conditions that caused the firestorm during World War II to learn how to recreate it for bombing campaigns against cities in Germany and Japan. Oh, my God. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that they were totally successful, but they did They did do some maneuvers. You could Google that. Mm. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I, we just don't have time to talk about all that yeah. at this, on this episode. And this is not a war podcast. This is a ghostly <laughs> podcast. Yeah, right? but that is interesting. It is. So on October 8th, 2012, a memorial at the bridge over the Peshtigo River was dedicated. And yeah. that's all I have for the history of this great fire that yeah. wasn't called great. No. It should be. It should be grand. Yeah, right. The grand <laughs> Some, fire. Something bigger than great. The yeah. grand Peshtigo <laughs> fire. Well, I think what's... What's interesting is one, how it is, even though it's the, the biggest fire or the deadliest fire in, in history, that we don't remember it. I, I, yeah. That to me is is unbelievable. And there's there's a lot of individual stories from yes, this fire. There and, is. you know, we don't have time to, to get into all of them, but there are some, I mean, if you want to read some tragic stories. Yes. Uh, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of people that survived but all their family died mm-hmm. the, uh, mostly in the river yeah or they yeah. would um some jumped into wells yes um that and didn't... they they didn't get out because there was too much stuff for people to do to yeah to find the find the people that were living yeah and then uh one interesting thing i read too was that you know word was sent to madison wisconsin yes. which is the capital um, and interestingly, the governor had was already on his way to Chicago to help Chicago. Oh. And mid oh, halfway there, he got word about Peshtigo and so turned around to come back wow. to help, you know, his own state. And uh, in the meantime, his wife had kind of re- they had al- they had already also started s- already sent stuff to Chicago, yeah. you know, to help people, supplies, and whatever. Again, reroute it back up yeah. to Peshtigo. I'm, That's crazy. I wonder how much cheese burned in this fire. <laughs> had to be like tons and tons of cheese. You had to, had to get the cheese it was like It was like Saganaki or something. Okay. That's flaming cheese for yeah, those that okay, don't know. Okay. All right. So I think we're on to the ghost story part now. Yeah. All right. You ready, Rebecca? I am ready. Are you all ready? Right. I am ready. Let's set the mood. Okay. The whole summer has been dry, drier than anyone can remember. Yet, they set fires every day to work to clear the forest. You've gotten so used to the heat and smell of smoke that you don't notice at first when it gets more intense. But soon, it's unavoidable that it's night and fire is here. Not just coming, but here, everywhere, consuming all. All around you, people are burning. People are running. You grab your brother and sister and run to the river. Hundreds are already there, some too scared to get into the freezing water. You drag your siblings into the water, diving underneath to avoid the flames. All night long, you fight to stay alive despite the flames, smoke, and freezing water. But only you make it. By morning, Most of the people you have ever known are gone. Mass graves have to be used when no one is left to identify the dead. Many of the dead are never even officially reported. Eventually, the town is rebuilt, slowly. But residents start to report things, sightings. Most are shadowy figures seen out of the corner of the eye. The kids talk about the floaty lady a woman in white on South Ellis Avenue. Others report hearing voices or seeing the smoke, despite no one and no fire. This town and those around it can never seem to fully leave that horrible night behind. Wow. Yeah, that's that's powerful. I mean, when you you put yourself in the perspective of the people that were there, 
mm-hmm. the survivors, what kind of life did they have after watching so many people die? Yeah, and I base that on a, a real story of siblings. Yeah, that that happened to, and it's just so tragic to think about that. I mean that it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think maybe we should take a small break. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely ready for a break. <laughs> So that they could hear about PodCoin, one of our sponsors. Absolutely. And we will be right back. Hey, Rebecca, guess what? What's that? Well, you know how we want Ghostly to not only tell and debate great stories, but also to give back to those in need? We do. Yeah, well, I've discovered this new app called PodCoin that lets you donate to charities with a currency you earn just for listening to our podcast or any podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, on PodCoin, you earn their digital currency, PodCoin, just for listening to podcasts. That sounds easy. It is. You can then donate your PodCoin to charities who will get real money donations. And you can also choose to save your PodCoin over time and exchange it for other rewards like Amazon and Starbucks. That's great. Who doesn't like Starbucks? Um, I hope no one. Yeah. Because I love Starbucks. Yeah, they'll give you um, gift cards right cool. there. And you could donate those gift cards too. You could, yeah. So download PodCoin in the App Store or in Google Play and use our special code GHOSTLY to receive 300 PodCoins just for checking it out. Awesome. Yeah. All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, during the break, Rebecca Googled how many people died in the Great Chicago Fire. It was around 300 people. Yeah, not so great, huh? <laughs> well, it destroyed a lot of property, which I suppose yeah. more people cared about. But yeah, not definitely not as many lives lost. Yeah, yeah, but you know their lives were probably ruined by it, though. That's true. So, Rebecca, I think it's time to start the debate. Yes, there are so many ghost sightings for us to talk about. And I'm sure we won't cover all of them, but we'll cover a majority of them. Mm -hmm. So if you know of any Peshtigo hauntings that we do not bring up, please let us know on Facebook. We'll start a discussion thread. Absolutely. And if you've experienced any yourself. Yes. Definitely share that. Yes. All right. You're up. Okay. So what's interesting with this research is that I did find, speaking of, I found a lot of stories Yes. online. Like other times, you know, you look up things and it's just like people say that they see yeah. this or that. But you don't actually know who the people are. Exactly. But yes. this time I actually found some, mm. some things. So I'm definitely going to 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 quote some people and things that they talked about, I will absolutely source all of that in our show notes. You know, but there's a there's a lot of interesting stories out yeah, there. Yeah, and sure. as far as we know, there is no Scooby Doo episode about the Peshtigo fire. <laughs> I know, as far as we know, <laughs> as far as we know, yes. Yeah. But if if you find one, please let us know. Definitely. Now, I'm focusing mostly on the sightings in Peshtigo itself. Yes. But the fire, as you talked about, spread. was spread yeah. all over the place. So, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of ghost stories in other places. And we'll yes. talk a little bit about a few, but mostly we're staying in, in Peshtigo. Okay. Okay. Sounds fair. Uh, so, actually, because of the tragic fire, a lot of paranormal investigators, both professional and amateur, okay. have gone and done investigations there. So, if you look online, there is a uh, some EVPs, some um, pictures, things like that. That mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll, we'll try to include some of that in our links to some of that in our, our show notes. But um, man, there's there's like I mentioned a lot a lot out there. So the first one I want to mention is the lady in white. Oh my. Because we We're back always the lady in white. There's always a lady in white. We've gone several episodes without a lady in white. Well, you know, I I I can't help it. There's another lady in white. Yeah, they they sure like wearing that white. Mhm. You'd think they'd wear black or something. Well, we're going to get to that. There's a lot of color, a lot of different colors going on in this episode. Oh, okay, like like Skittles. 
like Skittles. Okay. <laughs> the, Taste the, the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. They are not a sponsor of Ghostly, so let's not talk <laughs> about them too much. Okay. Because they might be at some point. Ooh, that would Skittles, be Skittles, nice. if you're out there, <laughs> contact us. There you go. All right. Well, several people have said that they've seen a lady in white uh, in a park that's right in the town. They say she appears distraught and eventually fades away. So one story that I found online, it's on Ghosts of America website. This person says, I was biking around while I was with friends. There was a church, sorry, a park by a church and there was a shed in the back of the park and a woman was staring at me and my friends. She was in a white nightgown watching us just staring at us. What do you think, Pat? I think that there are women that like to go out in their nightgowns sometimes. <laughs> and they wear white. Uh, you know, how do we know this was a ghost? Yeah, it is interesting. They put this on the Ghost of America website, but they don't necessarily talk about um, this This particular story doesn't talk about one, uh, about the person fading away. Yeah, right. Um, but several other stories that Why I saw. Why didn't they go up to this thing? Well, it must have been scary. And also, too, it seems like they had to go in pretty deep in order to find this thing, too. It was at the church in the backyard over by the barbecue grill by the shed <laughs> where that, that house, the John Deere that they were so proud of that. Well, why would there be a woman in their nightgown just hanging out by the shed in the park? Hey, what you guys do to meet men? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, maybe you know maybe she was out all night maybe she was drunk I don't know maybe she had some of that good pesh to go wine (laughs) and cheese no Uh, I I really don't this does not necessarily say ghost to me I I don't know why you know it's like it it sounds like it was a real woman though to me mm. Um, but if not I think that a woman wearing white, you know, what if he just saw a dress on a clothesline at the church for some reason? What if it was some nun's gown or something? Like, what you, if it was the like bap- you saw on the street? Yeah. What if it was the um, the thing that they get baptized in? Maybe they were drying them out. I don't know. <laughs> like, There's no pictures. There's no nothing like that. So I'm going to say, hmm, you know... I don't think this is true. Sorry, Rebecca. Okay, well, let's move on because we've got another color of the rainbow coming up here. Is it really a color of the rainbow, though? Well, uh, that's a good question. We're talking about shadow figures, black shadow figures. Is black a color of the rainbow? Well, it's the absence of color. Is that white? I don't know. They both are, but... Black is all colors blended together, I believe. There it is. But I'm sure we'll get emails about this. I'm sure someone will let us know. Yes. Nick is out there. Um. So we had a shadow people episode. Yes. So I don't know where this fits with that. Because there, so I'm going to tell some specific stories. Yes. But there's just a general reporting of people seeing shadows out of the corner of their eye all over town. All right. Yeah. So there's that. I'm ready for them. Okay. But here's two stories. Okay. So Tori uh, relates her Peshtigo experience. Me and my mom were driving through Peshtigo. We got by the cemetery and saw an all-black figure walking across the street. We stopped, and they soon disappeared. I have not seen this since that day. Another person also had experiences in Peshtigo. This one's a little longer. My friend and I were staying the night at another friend of ours' house on Akanto Avenue. Of course, Akanto. (laughs) Right. The day was seemingly normal, but when we walked in her house, a feeling of terror overcame us. Later that night, while we were sleeping, I was awoken to a strange black figure hovering over our friend. I quickly woke up my other friend and showed her the apparition. We tried to wake the one whose the apparition, I'm guessing, was over. Uh, But anyways, as soon as we did, the apparition disappeared. This encounter... Tried to wake a third person. The third third person up, yeah. Sorry, it's a little hard to follow, you know. 
Uh, this encounter was very unexplainable and probably paranormal. We have lived in this town our whole life, and without a doubt, in our mind, Peshtigo, Wisconsin is haunted. Wow. So two kind of black, shadowy figures, one on the street, mm-hmm. one in a house. So let me ask you something, Rebecca. Um, looking over at you, you seem to be female. You seem to be a girl, right? I seem to be. You seem to be. Okay. Um, that means when you were growing up, you probably did girl things, right? I don't know what girl things are. Well, you had sleepovers, right? Yes. What did you guys do during these sleepovers? Did you guys just have pillow fights? Listen, I don't know what's going on in your mind. We just had fun. We were people. We watched movies. We played games. What kind of movies? Well, me and my friends, we watched scary movies because that's scary what we did. Scary movies. Okay. Do you guys ever do any of the light as a feather, stiff as a board thing? Yes, and it totally worked. So I'm just saying, uh, did you guys ever do anything else? Do you guys ever do Bloody Mary in the mirror? Not at my house, yes. but yes. Okay. So when you guys have sleepovers, you like to kind of scare each other, I think. Well, I don't know how young these people are that did this. Well, she's talking about her mom and stuff. So, I mean, I'm thinking that she's having sleepovers and there's three well, girls. Well, there's two different stories there, but yeah. Okay, but there's three girls. It's a sleepover. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that the one, I, I'm thinking that maybe they were trying to freak out their friend. Or maybe they just woke up and they thought that they saw something. You know, I wake up sometimes. One time I ran outside the house in my boxers, started looking through um, bushes because I thought I lost something in in these bushes until I realized, wait, I am in my boxers outside in the middle of the night (laughs) and I didn't lose anything. I was just, I just woke up from a dream. Okay. And that might make me crazy. Okay. But... I'm just saying. Well, now, what if, though, what if you had been sleeping, you woke up, you saw something, you woke up your friend, they, too, saw the same vision. I told you about E.T. with no head. Well, yes, you did. But then, you know, but you found an explanation. These people didn't find an explanation. It just was gone. Because they went back to bed. No, they woke up the girl and it went away it could have been a shadow on the wall that they that they mistook as something else but the shadow on the wall wouldn't then disappear you know i'm sorry there was a quote that i read and i forget the exact wording of it um but it was something like the damned don't know that they're damned and that to me also means that the people that that think that they see something don't always know that they that they didn't really see something that they just kind of they just kind of believe it and then they tell stories about this and over the years I'm sure this story got bigger and bigger. Well, I don't know. I so mean- shadow people in the shadow people episode, I thought shadow people were really creepy, and I see shadow people sometimes when I when I close my eyes and I open them, I could swear that somebody's off to the corner, especially on my right-hand side. But um, as somebody that you know believes a lot in science, I could find tons of other explanations for that, and that is my mind playing tricks on me. There is a difference, though. So there's the three girls that saw the shadow figure at night, yes. which, you know, I can go with a little bit i suppose there's a mood thing and yeah. it's nighttime or whatever and we've been in wisconsin around this area actually at nighttime and it, it's kind of spooky because there is no street lights there's no nothing i mean it's darkness but there's the girl and her mom that are just driving through the town and see this black figure walking that then just disappears in front of them I mean, that to me is a very different environment, a very different setting than three girls having a sleepover. Yeah, I didn't see that. I I wasn't there. I didn't see it. I cannot, I cannot tell you exactly what happened or exactly what they were seeing, but I doubt that they were seeing some shadow person. And we also talked about that shadow people, if they do exist, might not necessarily even be ghosts. That's true. It could be could be it was something from another dimension. 
or another time or something like that. Mm. Go back and listen to our Shadow People episode to find out more about that. But no, I do not believe that any one of these people saw Shadow People. It's hard to argue two stories when they're combined together, though, because they become one story then to me. Mm. So I'm sorry in advance for combining them. Um, But I'm just going to say that the mother and the daughter, I, you know, I believe that they that they think that they saw something. I don't believe that they're lying. I, I want to believe that people are good and people wouldn't do something like that on purpose, except for the girls at the sleepover. I think that they would do it on purpose <laughs> because they were done having their pillow fights already. We we, we don't really do the, the whole pillow. All right. Anyways, thing. next, okay, next thing, ne- you're ruining thing. Ev- everything. For me, yeah. <laughs> All right. Next thing. So uh, we mentioned that the uh, earlier you mentioned that there was a mass grave. Yes. At the cemetery. 350 bodies. And right next to that, there's a church that got converted into a museum for the fire. Yes. Right. So the fire museum. So those places combined together are considered haunted by a lot okay. of people. Um, people report seeing glowing red lights and blue fog. See, told you, colors of the rainbow. <laughs> glowing red lights and blue fog emanating from the cemetery. And there's some reports of see- people seeing spirits in the museum. But but what do you think about the glowing red lights and the blue fog? Okay. Um, I'm going to lump this into my orb talk. My orb talk is that Orbs might be a thing. I I can't necessarily explain it, although there's some weather conditions that might cause it. Also, if it's a picture, it's usually because of lack of good camera equipment. Cell phones are notorious for having orbs in pictures, but I don't know if this is pictures that they're talking about or actual... I think it's actually seeing it. Seeing it. Well, I... You know, there's a bunch of weather conditions that could cause those things. And this sounds like an area that, you know, that has a lot of strange weather. Um, But that's not what I'm going to go with on this for my debate. I'm going to say that there is no evidence that orbs are ghosts. There's no evidence. We lump them together for some reason. And I keep trying to find out why. I posted in a paranormal group before, and I said, am I the only person on the planet that doesn't believe orbs are ghosts? Yes. (laughs) And I got a lot of responses very, very quickly. And the paranormal group decided to delete my post, even though they approved it to begin with. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there that when confronted with evidence to the contrary— they decide to shut down and not listen anymore. I believe that orbs, there's no link to ghosts. And therefore, there are scientific reasons why there could be orbs. It could be, as I said, some kind of weather condition. It could be, um, you know, some kind of lighting from another building. It could be car street lights. It could be a bunch of things that I, I would really have to see this in order to to be able to give you anything. And and pictures of orbs don't do it for me. So all you people with pictures of orbs, when you send them to me, I I don't believe orbs necessarily equal ghost. I think it's cool, but I don't necessarily believe that. And many of my friends, Mondo included, get kind of upset with me when I don't believe that. It's like, that's evidence for them. It's not evidence for me. I've seen no evidence to support the connection. Wow, I think I think we hit a nerve for you here. Yeah, orbs Sounds. are really bothering me lately. <laughs> well, I didn't say orbs. I said red glowing lights and blue fog. Well, those are orbs then, right? The blue fog, though, is not an orb. No. The red glowing light is an orb, though, I would say, right? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. There is there are certain conditions that can, you know, can produce this kind of effect. And I'm sorry that I don't have all the conditions listed out. I I think we should do an episode on orbs one day because I would really like to take a deep dive into this. I, that would be great. We should do an orb episode. But I I just have to say, oh my gosh, I just remembered Edgar Allan Poe. We didn't go back and talk about the windows. Anyways, let's just (laughs) keep going. 
No, we have to just make a point that they huh? did have windows what? that opened up and down. They didn't all push out. I, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about, Rebecca. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, moving back <laughs> to Peshtigo. Okay, I was wrong once. Uh-huh. Once in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, right. let's, uh, let's go back <laughs> into this. I, I, am, I am often wrong, and I will admit it, <laughs> when, when evidence is presented against me. I was 100% confident. I am now less than 100% confident in my answer about the Edgar Allan Poe window <laughs> debacle, as it's now known. Yeah, sorry to be confusing. I just, all of a sudden, it just reminded me. Okay. Um, but just really quick, too, if anyone, I couldn't find any individual stories of people with the red glowing lights and the blue fog, just, you know, another one of those, you know, people oh, yeah. say that they see this. So you if know, anyone has any stories, I'd love to hear them. I have a friend that had a cactus. And they kept it in their bathroom, and the cactus broke open, and there were thousands of spiders that came out of it. That's an urban folklore thing. That's mm-hmm. an old wives' tale. And this is something that people tell each other all the time, and they always have a friend that did this. So if these people don't don't come forward to Ghostly, I cannot speak to that. I would like to talk to you, Peshtigo people, that saw these red flaming lights and blue fog blue fog uh, i don't know if you know but there's some people that do this thing called vaping now mm-hmm. there's well, blue i don't fog. think it's vaping that i don't know i'm just new. i i don't i don't there's not enough detail here for me to really <laughs> present a good argument listen all i know it. is you've now put a visual in my head that i didn't want spiders in cactuses yeah okay we're gonna move on we're gonna move on all right so people also claim to hear voices Right. So I mentioned there were paranormal investigation teams and they've collected several EVPs, which, again, we'll, we'll put some links out there for you. But uh, this is, again, near the old cemetery. And one, an anguished voice seems to scream, it burns. Hmm. In general, people uh, report feeling somber, haunting, mo- they feel in a, a somber, haunting mood when they're around the cemetery, around the grounds. Okay. Um so I don't know if you guys are aware, but there are some fake EVPs out there. Mm-hmm. There are some fake machines that you can get to say whatever you want them to say. So uh, EVPs are one of those kind of things that I never hear what these people hear. If you go on YouTube right now, go to the Ghostly Podcast channel, we do a complete um, complete walkthrough of this hands-on paranormal event that we went to at the end of March. So it's pretty recent. And um, to me, they were saying that this thing said scumbag. I didn't hear that. I never hear that. I never hear the stuff that they say. And when I do hear it, it sounds way too clear. Like it's somebody talking to you right next to you. So ev- Yeah, that's the EVP. No, I don't think that's the EVP. I think that is fake EVPs. I don't think it's fake. There's no, no, there's no way that you just randomly, it's like, what is it, a recording? People are turning it on and off in that case. Like, it's not that the 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 ghost hunter wasn't controlling when that was turned on or off. It was the the people there at the place. Yeah, but not all EVPs are real. Some of them are fake. I'm just saying that there is fake technology. If you Google it, you will find you could buy these things. Ghostly <laughs> should buy one so we could <laughs> we could have it promote for us. Well, I think that again, enough people have said that they've heard voices that I I, I believe it. Okay. All you, right. And you can believe it, and I support your right to believe. Well, thank you. I support your right to be wrong. <laughs> you could be wrong whenever you want, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. All right, Team Believer, let's keep going. We got I got two more places I want to mention. Okay. Okay, one is the Boat Factory. Okay. I found two comments I found very compelling. So the first one was by Levi. He says- Jeans? <laughs> I own some of those. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, no, he might be. I don't know. I don't, yeah. He might wear them. I don't know. Uh, both Marionette and Peshtigo are very haunted. I work in Peshtigo, and where I used to work- used to be the old Thompson Boat Factory. I am the night watchman, and I'm here by myself and constantly see shadows out of the corner of my eyes. 
and sometimes whistling and voices saying hello. All you can do is say hello back, you know, LOL. And then in response to that, a guy named Jacob says, I have witnessed these shadows and noises that Levi speaks of. There is one certain part of the building that has a very uneasy feeling and spooks me. I've seen several shadowy figures in that area. The place is definitely roaming with spirits. Okay, so speaking towards the shadow people, this is a really dark spot that they're talking about. Uh, it's easy to see these kind of things. They might even be seeing their own shadow or a shadow of something else. I, I don't know. But um, when you put yourself in these kind of spooky spots, I don't know about you guys, but I get pretty scared. I get a little nervous. And when I'm a little nervous... I, my senses are heightened and I, you know, I tell myself all the time that, um, that I saw this or that I saw that. But then later when I go back and I rewind and replay that part in my brain, I can't support it. I have no evidence to support it. They have no physical evidence. Where is physical evidence of ghosts? Well, but when we do present with physical evidence of ghosts, you don't believe it. Yeah, because they're pictures of orbs. <laughs> and who says an orb is a ghost? And also, too, I want, I want more than just the picture. I want to know how this picture was taken. I want to know what kind of equipment it was taken on. I want to know who was there. I want to know the circumstances, and I want it to be able to be duplicated. That is real evidence. If I, if I said, hey, I have a cure for cancer because it worked once, but it never works again, is that really a cure for cancer? No. That, that's me saying that, and who knows if the person would have been cured if they didn't take it. I'm just saying that we have nothing that could be duplicated ever. Well, ever. First of all, there's two people right here reporting... The same, seeing similar things. They right? work by themselves in the middle of the night in a dark boathouse. <laughs> well, again, it's voices though, whistling, whistling, and saying hello. That is not this. That's not just seeing shadows. Maybe it's they actually heard this. someone say "Welcome to Ghostly." Maybe they were listening. <laughs> maybe they're fans of Ghostly. It could be, and they're playing it, and they're just like, "Oh my god!" Maybe it was my video promo where I said "Welcome to Ghostly." And maybe they were like, oh, wow, Pat really scares me. I think he's a ghost. It could be that. And who that. knows? You guys have not met us. Most of you guys. We could be ghosts doing this podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Maybe I, think, I don't believe in myself. I think we're, no, you believe in yourself. You, you got this. <laughs> okay. All right. So we got, uh, there we go. All right. So we're just going to leave that. The, the, the listeners can, can figure this out. I, I have confidence in this. I'm a little edgy today. You are a little edgy today. Yeah. All right, we got to go back to that story that you talked about earlier. The okay, one with the, let's go with the church. back to the story I told. No, I'm just kidding. Go mm -hmm. ahead, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, we got to go back to Sister Adele. So you actually told the end of the story. Well, that's because that's the only part that's real. Uh, well, that, <laughs> so she, there was a church, okay, right? The yes. ch um, and at this church, um, the Our Lady of Good Help was that the I think that's the name of the church. Um, that's where people went during the mm -hmm. fire. She yeah. let them in. She led them in prayer. Yes. And the church survived, and the people that were there survived. Okay. It's actually, um, but the story actually, I should say, doesn't start there. Mm-hmm. It actually starts 12 years to the day before the night of the fire. Okay. So Sister Adele at that time was actually a child, a teenager maybe, mm -hmm. or preteen, something like that. And uh, there's, there's lots of great detail out there, but basically three different times as she was walking home from church, she saw what she believed was the Blessed Mother. Okay. I've, heard, I've heard it called a, a Marian's vision. Okay. Um, the Virgin Mary. We're Virgin, of, yeah, I get of the of the Bible. Yes, right. Uh, she's Catholic. Okay. Um, and one time she was actually with her sisters, and she saw it, and they didn't. Okay. Okay. So she asked her parents about it, mm -hmm. and and so they thought it was just a spirit, whatever. But when she saw it the third time, she finally spoke and asked, you know, what? Who are you? What you know? What What do you want? And basically the vision 
told her to to devote her life to the church and teaching people about the church and the sacraments uh, and how to pray. So she gets this vision, obviously decides to devote her life to the church, becomes a nun, right? She's a sister. And then 12 years later, she saves people from this fire by bringing them in and, and teaching them to pray. And, and they, they survive. Um, and interestingly, this site, um, the, where she saw the, the, the blessed, um, mother, um, is one of 15 recognized sites worldwide for a vision like that. For an, what is it? Apparition? Apparition. The apparition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's the only one in the U.S. Okay. So for our Catholic listeners, you know, that might be something you'd be interested in visiting. I mean, it's become, uh, you know, this big site. Um, and so it's not just, um, you know, local people that have recognized this miracle. It's been recognized by the church. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I think it's a really good story and I really want to believe this, um, because, man, it would give me so much more faith and so much more hope that there is something out there that's protecting us, like the protector. Um, unfortunately, I do not believe that that this occurred the way that she's saying it occurred. Um, I believe that every priest and nun uh, when they become a priest or nun, they have to talk about a calling that they that they had in order to go through this whole ceremony of becoming a priest or a nun. And I've heard many from priests before where, you know, they said that, like this one guy I knew, this one priest I knew, uh, he was studying acting in New York and he uh, was into drugs. He was really into drugs, and he was he was on something one night and fell asleep at a church, and then woke up and saw saw Jesus, and that was his calling to change everything. Uh, so a lot of them have these kind of stories, and I really want to believe them. I don't I don't disbelieve that they believe that they saw this, but I just can't. I I just there's nothing in me that says this is absolutely true that this absolutely happened. Uh, she's, she obviously spoke of this 12 years after that date. This is not something that I saw recorded before that, before the fire, that she said, you know, on October 8th of, what was it, um, 18, well, I can't do the math right now, but I, she, there's nothing recorded that says it beforehand. It's afterwards, always after these kind of events. Did people have this this vision to save people. Well, all I know is they they were saved. So they were that was saved. Pretty amazing. They were saved. It's a great story. Yeah. I can't. I have nothing to argue it because I wasn't there. You weren't there. Uh, nobody that's writing about it today was there because it happened over a hundred years ago. And I, I I don't know. Yeah. It it's just it's an interesting story. I'm that's, glad she helped people. Though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So now, uh, well, we're done with the ghost part, but we do have another one of those like crazy theory things that yes. we got to talk about. Yes. Right. So we mentioned, or Pat mentioned that, you know, there were a lot of that, the fire, there was a lot of fire <laughs> that night. We had Chicago, we had there was Michigan. Well, yeah. this is what weirded me out. So it's Holland, Michigan and Manistee, Michigan. My brother and my stepmother live in Holland, Michigan. It could have been me. It could have been me. No. <laughs> That's a sketch no, word, uh, actually. Yeah. I'm sorry. Next it week, was a, next week. It's an inside joke, and I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's okay. But it's just super interesting that uh, that, that was there. I, yeah. had, I didn't know. I had never heard about that. So here's the thing, though. So there's all these fires, and the fire didn't necessarily jump over like the whole of Lake Michigan. And then there was actually one up by Lake Huron. Yes. So people have tried to come up though with a unified theory of why there were all these fires on the same night. Yeah. I mean, I like, you know the conspiracy theorists are coming out on this one. I like that 
uh, some of them involve a lot of science, but I don't think their science is accurate. No, I, I agree. I mean, I think it really, it does, it makes the most sense that it was really dry. Yeah. They well, would, let's, let's talk well, about the okay. theories. All right. So there's the comet theory. Yeah, this is the biggest one. That a comet broke up and fell to the earth, causing all these fires. Right. That like pieces of the burning comet like landed as it was flying over the area, setting fire with the dry land. And and some of the reasoning that I heard, even with the the Chicago fire, yeah. was okay. There was a fire at a at the barn, O'Leary, whatever. That, the whole story that's been disproved. Yeah, actually, well, so. but uh, so there was a there, you know there'd be a fire someplace, and they would keep they would have it under control. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, a fire would start down the road, even though there was no fire leading from point A to point yes. B. So the theory was that the fire had had started because of something that fell from the sky. Yeah, and you know, I I love that this is more scientific based, but the problem is is that when a meteor passes through the atmosphere, it starts a cooling process. And um meteors hit the earth all the time. Mm-hmm. Fragments of meteors or or uh comets or whatever. Comets, yeah. yeah, but um but they very seldomly set a fire if this, if this was a a fire caused by a comet that started all these different fires, it's only because the land was so dry. Yeah, and they were doing controlled burning at this at this precise time. So it just it's interesting to me, but I just don't think that the probability is there for it. Yeah, me neither. I, this is again one of those times where yeah. I'm not a believer on that, and I and I think well, it just. What do you What do you think about the aliens starting the fire? <laughs> that is another theory that's out there. <laughs> yes, I, but honestly, I only saw that one or two places. It, it, what I, did you get any more information other than no. it was aliens? I mean, it's one of those things. Am I supposed if I had dug a little deeper into the world of the internet, I might have found more, but I, I nothing well, showed up in my research. Well, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> there were, no, I'm just kidding. That's a Star Wars reference. Spoiler <laughs> that, alert. Good, good. That's how they start yes. the episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know any details about how aliens. I hope we don't have, have to started. ban talking about Star Wars. I hope I'm right about that, so we don't have to ban talking about that too. Like, no, we no, I think you're girl. okay. I think because I like talking about Star Wars. Yeah, we can always talk about Star Wars. So yeah, I, huh? No, I think Alien. the winds came in, and I think the yeah. fires was were started and spread. I, well, I, I this, don't think aliens this one. Yeah, done the that. winds. The winds helped it. The dryness helped it. But it started this fire storm. Mm-hmm. That is the major reason. And that's the reason why there were uh, the armies from U.S. and, and um, British, the allied armies, were looking into this to figure out a way to recreate it so that they could use it. So I think that had there been anything like this comment, they would have known that. Right, they did research into it. Yeah, sure, exactly. Sure. I think they would have known that. I think if there was aliens, the government already knows about them. Wow. You know, yeah. Area well, 51. aliens is another story. I'm not saying there's no aliens. I'm just saying I don't. Oh, think Oh, maybe we were should involved. start alienly podcast. <laughs> well, we got mm-hmm. we got a lot of ghosts to get through. <laughs> yes, we do. So, wow, that was really interesting. So, um. If you guys have anything to add, we will start a discussion post. Actually, I think Rebecca is going to start that discussion post in our Facebook page, which they could find by going to facebook.com slash ghostly podcast, or just do a search on Facebook for ghostly podcast. All right. So I think it's time for our closing arguments, right? Yeah. We're pushing really far. This is going to be a really long episode of Ghostly here. Well, we so. had a lot of ghost stuff this week. We I'm, did, I'm happy about that. let's just get it done here. Okay. All right. I'm going to start my timer for one minute. Okay. That means you have one minute. I have one minute to give our closing arguments one last piece of evidence that we have to our listeners before they go off to vote. Right, because this time I we need I need to win. We believing needs to win. Mm-hmm. I you know, I'm just happy that people are are actually going on there and doing something. <laughs> so let's go ahead and I will give you one minute. Are you ready, Rebecca? I am. All right, here we go. So the Peshtigo fire 
similar to a lot of these tragic stories, was violent. It was quick. The town burned in 20 minutes. And it was violent. It was painful. It was horrible. The smell, the everything. And to me, if there is a place that could be haunted, it would be this place. And there are, again, I brought up a few stories today, but the number of stories out there is overwhelming. This is definitely a universal thing. So many people report seeing things, hearing things, smelling things that it, 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 I was shocked at how much haunting that there was with this. And I think that the evidence is overwhelming. I mean, it isn't just one person making this claim. It's many people making these claims. And we have so many people saying things like that. Oh, sorry. Ah. You can finish your last point. Well, it's haunted. <laughs> that was your last point? That was my okay. last point. All right. All right go ahead and give me a minute. Okay, I got a minute. Are you ready? I am ready. And go. The timing of this fire really speaks volumes. I think that there was a lot of death on this day. From the 300 of people that died in the Great Chicago Fire to the 1,800 or 1,200 to 2,500 people that died in the Peshtigo Fire, this was a real tragedy. I'd like to devote my time to speaking of these people and of the lives lost and of the families that had to endure this, this great loss. I believe that it must have been extremely hard for them, and I really feel bad that they had to go through that. I do not believe that there was any hauntings. I do not believe we have any physical evidence that really supports it. I believe that all of the evidence that we have is circumstantial. I do not believe that it's haunted at all. Done. <laughs> all right. All right. Well... Uh, there it That's is. That's it. Yeah, we have another episode in the can. Absolutely. So I want to thank you all for listening to us. Make sure to tell your friends and rate and review us on iTunes or Facebook mm -hmm. or any place that you can. We would like to get the word out about Ghostly. We are growing a lot. Really? No, it's amazing. Every month it gets bigger. Every month we're bigger and bigger than we were the month before. And it is amazing. We want to keep telling you guys these stories and we will. We will keep telling you the stories. Tell your friends. Debate it amongst yourselves. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're going to start uh, some some posts on Facebook. Yes. We're going to start a discussion. Discussion post. Yeah. So that you guys can get involved and tell us what you thought of the episode. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're probably going to move the polls over to Facebook, I think. Mm. Yes. Well, maybe we'll, 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 we'll see. We okay. might do it both. Um, all right. Well. I want to tell you guys that I'm really excited about our next episode. This is a topic that I have a huge interest in and have already been doing tons of research on because it is something that that is very near and dear to me. It is the H.H. Holmes story. Yeah. H.H. Holmes was the first serial killer in the United States, supposedly. There are some theories that there was other ones, but we'll talk about that. And uh, I've been studying this for a long time because I'm really into Chicago history. I'm, I'm into history, as you guys can tell. And this one has really intrigued me. And I am really interested in the Chicago World's Fair. Yeah, actually, one of the things when we first met, one of the conversations we had was that we both were super interested in this topic. Yeah, Devil in the White frame, City. We, that we book. both read that Absolutely. and that got us into it. Yep. And yeah, I've seen artifacts from uh, the World's Fair. I've held them. I've owned them. So it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's going to be a great episode. I, I can't wait to let you all know my thoughts and possibly we can talk about some of the questions that I have always had about him too. Yeah, well, and I can't wait to figure out the what kind of ghosts are going on with this guy? I mean, geez. Lots of them, I'm uh, sure. I can only imagine. I'm sure, but they're not real. Anyways, totally thank you real. for listening to Ghostly. Mm -hmm. And remember, stay ghostly. Bye.